How's it going? Yeah, how are you? How's 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 all how's all the people? Welcome back I, to I, uh, what is our show called? Christ, um, <laughs> our uh, show is called "It's Our Turn," <laughs> and my name is Aiden Ash. My pronouns are they them. My name is Emerson. My pronouns are he or they. And we're so glad to be back yet another week. What this is our this is our this is our one month anniversary. Oh my god! Oh. Happy anniversary! Oh, happy anniversary! <laughs> what do you commemorate with the one month? Is it like a rock outside, or like a I thought po- it was, piece of grass from your shoe? I thought well, in Humboldt, you know, that's hot. <laughs> that's hot shit right there. Oh yeah. Grass is a great way to commemorate anything in Humboldt. Grass is. Curbside every day. Every day. Even Sunday, the Lord's Day. The Lord's Day. day. Yeah. The day for the Lord. The day for the Lord. And of course, when I'm saying Lord or Savior, I'm talking about Dolly Parton. Right. <laughs> yeah, obviously, I don't, or, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's like, it's, the, the Holy Trinity for me is Dolly Parton, Barbara Streisand, and Fran Drescher. <laughs> mm, that'll yeah. do it. Yep. I don't, I don't know if I have uh, a Trinity necessarily. Oh, I yeah. should find one. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really good thing. Yeah. Good well, speaking of like the Trinity being all women, um, guess the, what our topic today is? Guess what our topic is? Um, it is femininity, or yeah. it's femininity that is uh, lacking, that yeah. doesn't exist, um, or how like, yeah, just yeah. all things femininity. Well, I think it's a great like it's kind of like a uh, which probably most of our episodes will be kind of like a piggyback from our stories, you know, you know. Like we said when we were talking about our stories, there's no way that we're going to be able to <clears throat> cover everything yeah. in our stories. So we kind of just hit some main points, and really one of the consi- like a, a, a thread of consistency through both of our experiences was the rampant misogyny that exists in our in our religions and yeah. the 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 lack of the the lack of um, of like any kind of very little consideration for women. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's that in addition to when specifically when and where and what femininity is celebrated, you know, yes. and what you yep. know what tiny little box that they're gonna put the femininity in. So it's like femininity is only celebrated in very certain aspects for very certain people in very certain situations. Yep, you know, totally. And it's not realistically not valued very high in any of those, even in the ones that it's celebrated and it's still not valued very high. Well, and well, okay. Let, uh, so to start off with, uh, let's throw let's, in a trigger warning real quick. Oh, so, that's yes, good idea. Um, so yeah, we we're talking about really heavy things. Um, there's a um, some self care that you need to put first um, in listening to topics like these um, because um, it's you know we're talking about heavy stuff, um, religion. Uh, you know, like uh, gaslighting, um, manipulation, all that fun stuff. So um, put yourself first. Put yourself first. You know, there's we've got the trigger warnings, the gaslighting, manipulation, and then p- particular today, misogyny. Mm-hmm. So if any of those topics are topics you don't need to hear, just we'll see you next week. Yep. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. But yeah. So 
where do we start? Like, well, like not even like, not like we don't know, but there's so many options, there's so many places, there's so many things. Yeah, so I think, so I think something that, that um, and I kind of alluded to this, like, um, uh, common misconception is the word that I was thinking of, mm-hmm. um, that women are inherently feminine. Or like they are like femininity and women belong in the same bubble and then masculine and men belong in this other bubble. Mm -hmm. And I just want to like, let's start by throwing it out there that when we're talking about women or femininity or masculinity or men, they're not, you know, we're, we're using them in the traditional sense that is very um, the traditional, suppressive. Yeah, the, the traditional as far as like religion and a lot of organizations are concerned. Like, yeah. We understand that those are not traditional yeah. things, nor yes. is, it there in, is there any traditional way to be feminine, masculine, or any other expression. But yeah, 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 yeah. no, I, thank you for saying that. I mean, yeah. thanks for yeah. reminding us of that. Yeah, and because uh, in a lot of ways, at least in Mormonism, there is very little femininity mm, available. Mm-hmm. And there is a very small percentage of, like like you were saying, the accepted femininity. Like, women particularly need to be very feminine, very, like, mild and, like, mm-hmm. what they lowly. Think, yeah. oh, quiet. <laughs> quiet, yes. Um, 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 Nurturing. Here's I'm going to throw out a word. That is probably just triggering across the board. Submissive. Yep. How many times did we hear the word submissive growing up in church? Women are supposed to be submissive. Yep. I mean, I'm literally getting anger goosebumps right now just thinking about it. How many times women were told that they literally they didn't have an opinion. They mm-hmm. didn't have an... Again, I know we've already said it, but I want to say it as many times as we need to and as many times as I feel like I should. It's that when we say women, we are referring to um, uh, we are referring to what the church viewed as uh, you know assigned female at birth people right. were women. Right. That is not our view, but we're using that term to describe an experience, our experience. Um, <clears throat> how many times women were told that they didn't have an opinion, they didn't have a right, they didn't have... And even if they... Even if I'm, I'm literally so frustrated. I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> Even if like women did have a good idea, it still had to be cleared through whatever male um, superior they had. So if it, if they were, if they weren't married yet, it was their father, right. or like yep. the, the the pastor, or yep. whatever the ministry to you know the the whatever man was in the department mm-hmm. over them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just goes to show how little trust or... Yeah, okay, but that's that's another thing is a lot... And it's not only, like, absent in Mormonism. It was, like, like avoided. Like, femininity is almost, like, dirty in a lot of ways. Like, because... How so? Can you elaborate? Yeah, I'm not doing a very good job of explaining it. You but, are doing... A great job of explaining. <laughs> There's no wrong way to explain this. Your it, explanation is is an explanation. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's more like, as far as like, sexuality goes, I guess is what I'm meaning. Okay. Is that if if a woman is too feminine, if sh- if she is too, I don't know, empowered in her femininity, then mm-hmm. it is then that is also Satan. 
Yes. You know? Oh, my God. Okay. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Does that make more sense? I'm picking up what you're putting down. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so it's like femininity was like like women were supposed to behave this way. And that was very appropriate and feminine of them. But if they started venturing into the feminist category, that was right Satan territory. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's even like I don't I don't know. It, it it's just like how they are implying that there's like a certain way. I mean, it's just it's just blocking people in. You yeah. Know? Well, I think the reality of the situation is is that there was no there was nothing feminine or femininity or anything about it. It was it was. It was, uh, it was all about control. They were trying to control them. Mm-hmm. They were controlling them. Mm-hmm. And they, like, it wasn't even, like, like we're using <clears throat> femininity as a descriptor. We're using it, like, as a way to describe how, um, quote, unquote, women behave or what they're allowed to do. When really it's more like a, it's more like a, um, a term of, like, yeah, we'll let you believe that that's femininity. But mm-hmm. really what it is is we're we're make we're wanting you to do this yeah like like we're, we're wanting you to stay here be in this position do this do what we tell you to do and we'll call that femininity we'll call that being a good woman mm-hmm. you know but really it's just you can call it whatever you want as long as you do what we tell you yeah you know so it's like i don't know if i if i'm making sense but it's like it's not even like a it's not even like a femininity was celebrated or not celebrated it's more like as long as you obey us you can call it whatever you want yeah. You know, that kind of thing. So yep. I, it's, it wasn't, it's not even like a, it's not even like a thing, a tangible thing where, you know, it was just a. So, so in your church, i uh, sorry to interrupt you. No, you didn't interrupt me. Uh, okay. Great. Um, so in your church, did you, was there ever any like whisper? Cause I know there was probably never any talk, but was there any, any whisper of a heavenly mother? No. Oh no. That was very Catholic and Catholics were very confused. <clears throat> uh, Jesus's mother was just a chosen vessel like she was just like the lucky woman that got to to birth Jesus she didn't have any spe- she was just a human she didn't have any special power she didn't have she was just very she was just the perfect example of submissiveness and obedience mm-hmm. ooh, and that's like, why she got ooh. chosen to to birth Jesus yeah mm-hmm it's funny there that you mentioned that there's a, a do you watch you probably don't Big Mouth on Netflix. I've seen a few episodes. I think oh it's funny. God. Yeah. Oh my god, it's I like it. I some of it. Never in all my life have I really been drawn to such raunchy adult cartoons. Yeah. But like that one and Midnight Gospel. Anyway, so Big Mouth they did basically uh, the nativity story and um, and it's just it was funny how. Uh, when you know they they poke fun at the angel comes and there's like to mary you're gonna have a baby and it's gonna be jesus christ and she was like wait but i didn't even get to do it like i didn't even get to <laughs> enjoy it and i just get to have a baby like yeah. what <laughs> like, i didn't even get the good part now i have to have, now i have to deal with the, all the shitty part the literal what? worst part yeah. Like, yeah also i i don't remember where i saw this but i saw the whole like the whole like you know like Mary, you're pregnant. How are you pregnant? And she you knows she's just like, 
It was God. Jesus did this. I certainly did not have sex with another man, you know, oh outside God. of wedlock. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. And then, I mean, they, wow. yeah, yeah. I'm like, that's, that's more believable than anything, you wow. know, that uh, to save her, to, I mean, to obviously to save person, you could, you would be, you would be like stoned if yeah. you, if you, um, if you, if a woman got pregnant without being married, much less even if it was with someone she was going to marry, yeah, you know, she would would have been stoned. So, and not in a good way. And, and yeah, <laughs> no, not in the humble way. We mean like, yeah, rocks, yeah. Yes. Um. So yeah, I would have said the same thing. I'd be like, this is divine. Jesus yeah. did it. Yeah. You know? Do you ever wonder if Jesus started that rumor? If Jesus was like, I hate my freaking parents. And so I'm just going to make up this lie that my mom was impregnated by the freaking Lord Almighty. Like, you're not my dad. God is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm a savior. I mean, we've all done done it. Right? Oh, absolutely. I haven't lied to who my parents are. I'm going to be real about that. Um, but I mean, you know. Yeah, absolutely. We've all come up with we've all come up with like. <laughs> Out, outlandish stories of our of our lives because we don't want it to be that way instead of the way it is. Yeah, we yeah. Don't, we don't know Jesus's formative years. They could have been really hellish. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, they probably were. I mean, <laughs> also, it's like you hear about Jesus being born. You hear about when he's twelve, and then he's thirty three. Right. You know, like what happened between that? <laughs> what 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 went on then? You know, <clears throat> what happened between birth and twelve? Also. Oh my God! Here we are talking about a fucking man, and it's the femininity episode. Well, God damn us. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's just it's a perfect example of what of what it does to you. Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. all conversations lead back to men. Lead back yep. to men. When, when yep. you're talking about religion. Yeah. When you're talking about femininity and religion, all conversations lead back to men. Yep. You know, like they say, all Pandora stations eventually lead back to Adele. All conversations about religion lead back to men. Okay, but like that's not wrong. It's not wrong. I and I I I made the switch to Spotify for that reason. No offense I'm to working Adele, on but my goodness. Yeah, no, totally. She's not that versatile. <laughs> no, not when you play, any, no when you play an is. 80s hair rock band and then you end up at Adele, you've got a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I never have a problem ending up at Adele, but you know, that's yes. that's a different that's a different podcast. Um uh but yeah, so um yeah, the idea of like Feminine heavenly guidance is something that is not ever, ever talked about. No. And, and you were you mentioned last time that um, the women in your religion were really like suppressed as far as what they could wear. Oh yeah. Implying that their bodies are like ensnaring. Oh, I know? mean, I could talk all day about like I. Please do. <laughs> I identify as uh, non-binary, but I was assigned male at birth. And so I, um, so I was raised for most of my life as a cis straight man. Like that, that's, that's how my life went up until I, um, came out and discovered who I was. So I'm not even speaking, I'm not speaking from experience. I'm speaking strictly observational, like what I saw and how my church, how my, how, what I saw, how they treated women. And um, it was horrendous. It was, you know, like we were taught that like we were taught that, you know, it was a luxury basically that women were allowed to 
um, speak in church. So like hold teaching positions, hold preaching positions, being able to do anything. It was like a, like we were, like we were progressive for that. There were, um, I was well into my twenties, late teens, early twenties. My, I think probably early twenties. No, I was well into my twenties. Um, I think early twenties before, uh, Anybody in my church, any of the women in my church started wearing skirts that were higher than their ankle. So like, oh, wow. like I distinctly remember my friend wearing a skirt that was just past her knees because the rule was past her knees. Like all skirts had to be, first of all, women weren't allowed to wear pants. And then their dresses had to be past their knees. And um, <clears throat> so like wearing skirts that were like even just barely past your, past your knees sitting down. So you know how when you sit down, skirts right up? Yeah. It was past yeah. your knees sitting down. Wow. So yeah. realistically, like, floor length. <laughs> Basically. that's That was preferable, le- legitimately. Uh, yeah. And um, the women weren't allowed to wear, like, uh, in it, like, women weren't allowed to wear super short sleeves. Short sleeves was pushing mm-hmm. it. It was preferably past the elbow, like, three-quarter lengths. Um, women weren't allowed to wear low-cut tops or something that was too form-fitting to where it showed off. Anything, any, figure any kind of figure all. at all that was preferably not having a figure. And that was just like day-to-day life. And then when the, the I think I talked last week about the good pastor and the bad pastor. Mm-hmm. So the bad when the bad pastor took over, we started to sing a, a worship team. <clears throat> and then they, you know, they had a staff of people who ran different ministries and women were allowed to be on that staff, even though it was separated. It was just, so there was the, the male staff, which was the real staff, and then there was the women's staff. They got to do the fun, girly stuff. Right. They got to do all the, the women stuff, and it was yeah. so ridiculous. So if you were on the women's staff, um, if you were, especially if you're on the worst, we had a whole platform standard. So there was a, there was a talking about hierarchy in, in religion. It was built into everything, every yep. single aspect of yep. um, our church and our religion had a hierarchy. So there was literally a, like a, a large stage. It was just two steps up from the where the pews are. Um, and that was the, the platform. We called it the platform. And that was where all the music happened. So the piano was there, the guitar, the, everything. Mm. That was where all the music happened. And then the, the pastor always sat on the platform. The And then when we had a worship team, the worship team always sat on the platform. So there was a platform standard that if you were going to go on the platform at any point in the service, so if you were in the choir, if you were gonna lead a song, if you were gonna do anything like that, if mm-hmm. you're on the worship team or played an instrument, you there was a higher clothing standard for people on the platform. And that standard for the women looked like um, three quarter length sleeves with the shortest sleeves you could have. Dresses had to be um, like past your knees when you're sitting down, preferably to the floor. Um, there was a three finger from your collarbone. Oh my God. Three finger from your collarbone was the lowest your shirt could be. That's an effing turtleneck on me, mm-hmm. dude. That yeah. sucks. Yeah. That's no. like like not even a V-neck. You can't even do a V-neck. <laughs> so like this this part, like if you. Oh my God. Yeah. That's literally on my neck. Mm-hmm. Like that's touching my mm-hmm. Adam's apple. Yeah. And preferably no jewelry. But if you were going to wear jewelry, it was like wedding ring and one single chain. Probably and, with some sort of like religious symbol. No, not religious symbols. Like we crosses were usually they well, were. I mean, maybe not the cross, but like whatever. I don't know religiousy thing that like symbolizes your faith. Like would that? I don't know. Never it, mind. I, no, 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 no. I well, no. That's because that's a weird thing because it was kind of different. There was that like 
like if you wore a cross necklace, it was like a Catholic thing or a different religious thing, which then kind of was like, well, we don't really like that because that's more Catholic and we're Pentecostal and we yeah. don't want to like, we're not we don't, them. We don't want to get distracted by other religions. Yeah. Because it wasn't even just about Christianity or, or salvation. It was about being Pentecostal. Yeah. And then, yeah, women's hair couldn't be too short. They weren't allowed to cut it. They weren't allowed to color it for a long time. No, no earrings, no piercings, no makeup of any kind, even something that looked like makeup. Um, yeah, like it was a- intense. Yeah. It was really, 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 really intense. Yeah. And um, uh, that's just the stuff that I can remember. And there was like, of course, a lot. So that's just that's just outward appearance like what you're allowed to look like on the outside. Yeah. So if there's that much control on somebody's outward appearance, just imagine how deep the control goes into everything else. Right. Your motivations, your thought processes, your how you interact with people, day-to-day life, your worth, your yeah. self-worth, your everything. Well, and like you were saying before, they that you know, they go from the dominion of their fathers mm-hmm. to then their husbands. And if there's somehow a middle there where neither of those things exist, like the oldest brother or like even the younger brother, like the man mm-hmm. has more like direction or like control over yeah. them. And it just like, it shows how little trust that they are allowing, well, that they're putting in those those people oh yeah in into women mm-hmm. but it's also how they're teaching them that they can't put any trust in themselves either exactly yeah that like self-doubt is just rampant yeah you know if you don't have if you're not you don't have the kind of personality or if you if you um were fortunate enough to not experience trauma outside of the religious setting and like self-doubt is rampant like you know you, you want to do something you want to make a decision but you have to ask your pastor first or you have to ask yep. your dad first or you have to ask your husband first or whoever because like like oh you're a woman you can't be trusted to make your own decisions also also like if you were 18 19 20 21 and you weren't married yet and you were like i want to go to school oh, yeah. or i want to take this full-time job or i want to pursue a career it's kind of like well, why do you want to do that? Why do you want to, like, why do you want to, like... Well, and as you were saying, that it's very not feminine. That, mm-hmm. like, mindset, that drive to, like, pursue your dreams. It, it, at yes. least it's, like, implied that that is, is more of, like, the masculine side. Or, like, that's, yes. like, that's what men do. Yeah. That's not what... Like, like, women are just there for show. Yeah. Oh, totally. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, well, I guess you can get a full-time job and support yourself if you haven't found a husband by the time you're 21 years old or 20 years old and you need to pay your rent because you don't want to live with your parents, but it'd be better if you lived with your parents right. until you got married kind of right. thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like women had no, they had very little agency, you know, and yeah. be able to make their own decisions. It was really, I mean, ultimately they could, they could, you know, there wasn't that like, there's that fine line between like perceived control and actual control, you know, like, Ooh. which yeah. is what a lot of like, at least Pentecostal religion is built on is that that's why the conditioning starts, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, um, the, the brainwashing has to start so early because they don't actually have any control. Um, mm, uh, right. they have, but they have to convince you they do. Yeah. So I was listening to, I was actually editing our first episode. No last, what is this? 
not last week's, but the weeks before. The uh, first one that we recorded. The first that one that we recorded, recorded which is our <laughs> second episode. That won't get confusing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> editing our first um, episode to eventually post on a podcast website. Ooh. I'm going to post po- to post as a podcast. We will be having a podcast very soon, probably in the next week or two. Cool. So yeah. be looking out for that. We're also, yeah. you know what? I'll talk about this later. Okay, great. But I was editing it, and one of the things I heard when I was listening was um, how I wish that I could tell every single kid that was in a religious environment right now that, like, it's not real. What they're telling you is not real. The, you know, the the wall is not real. The wall that you think you can't pass is not real. None of yeah. it's real. And that is the basis, the, the, the foundation of the control is convincing you that they do have authority convincing you that this is reality because as soon as it's like the matrix as soon as you wake up you realize it's like you didn't have you are nothing yeah you are a person and at the end of the day every man in 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 religion is is nothing they're nothing this whole like the pastor your husband whoever it is that's telling you you have to do this because you're a woman they are nothing and we're excluding abusive situations like we're not talking about like domestic abuse, because I just want to clarify that domestic abuse, right? Like, there's a whole there's a whole other situation around that surrounds that, and so we're not yeah. talking about that kind of situation because that has a different. You can't just up and leave that situation. There yeah. are other things. We're talking about the overall arching. Well, it, I mean, to to liken those situations, ultimately there is choice. Like, of course, everyone has a choice to do whatever they want. Yeah, but with how much money they have Mm -hmm. and if they don't have access to that money which they most of the time they don't right Mm -hmm. and they um they are limited extremely and then throw in like shame or something like Mm -hmm. that where you have to like push through and it takes so much effort to push through all of that shame to start making those moves you know like it's it's like for someone who takes like it takes three spoons to go to work yeah. for one person. It would take like twenty five spoons to 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 remove that shame and yeah. get get out of a situation like that. So there is choice, but ultimately there there is that like like you were saying the yeah. unconscious mm-hmm. um, the um, manipulation. The, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's you know that's a great point because it's like you're like okay, I'm realizing that you know. My husband, the pastor, whatever that you know, we'll say husband, you know, yeah, is full of shit. They're awful. I need to get out of the situation. <clears throat> so like, oh, get a job, make some money, and move out. Yeah, so, easy peasy. Easy, no problem. But it's like, okay, get a job. Well, you don't. First of all, don't even believe you're capable of having a job. One, because they've told you you're worthless. Two, you have no experience because you haven't been allowed to do anything except cook, clean, and raise kids. Yeah. And maybe work in the church. Three, you don't have access to money to buy any kind of clothes that are different that might be business appropriate. Or, you know, which is a whole other problem, you know, as far as business appropriate and all that kind of nonsense. But it's, you know, how it is versus how it should be. Yeah. You don't have clothes. You don't have access to money to do that. And you can't leave your house for without your husband knowing. Like, you can't just go somewhere. You can't go to an interview. You can't have a... A, a, a section of your day that is unexplained. So how how are they supposed to do it? How are they supposed to like? That's how deep the control goes, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. there's there's not really that they really don't, you know? Like like the boundaries as far as like it's like yeah I say it's not real in the sense that like. 
the reasons that they're giving are not real, but the control they have is very real. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Definitely. And again, just a reminder, this is an outside observation. I didn't experience this. I was, you know, this was me being raised as a cis straight man in a religious environment thinking, like, being told I was superior and, and seeing all this and going, this is bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. like at that time going, I don't like this. I don't agree with this. I don't, you know. Yeah. But still, that's through the lens of privilege. I yeah. st- I'm, this is all stuff I've viewed and, ex- and, and acknowledged and seen through my lens of, of at the time male privilege you know yeah Yeah. so it's obviously like inexplicably unimaginably worse for someone who was living it you know yeah it was um uh it was uh it was a really it was a really hard standard and okay i didn't even like grow up in in such a standard as that for Mm -hmm. for mormons it was more like um you could wear pants you could wear I think it was below the fingertip um, was the length of dress. Oh, so if you put your hand down. So if you're standing and you have your hand down, it had to be below your fingertips. Interesting. Actually, it might be knee. The the knee might. Knee sounds, it's triggering something, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. I think think that was like, anyway. um, uh, And shoulders couldn't be exposed. So like, Mm -hmm. again, like short sleeve, but like absolutely zero shoulders Mm -hmm. um and for a lot of people after you went through the temple you actually got special underwear which i'm sure everyone has you know uh, heard of the mormon's magic underwear yeah um and i thought it wasn't real up until recently i thought it was a joke but i didn't realize it was real absolutely true yeah let me tell you about they're called garments so Mm. you go through the temple and so the temple is you you take out your endowments i don't know what the fuck that means but you basically either so when you go through the temple it's when you are either going on a mission so you're like basically getting married to god Mm -hmm. or you are getting married to someone else okay got it so um after you go through the temple and you get your garments you are to wear them as often as possible and i mean like swimming suits are really like the only exception as to when you are 24-7? 24-7. And it's like maybe mid-thigh, low-thigh, white cotton E. I've never had to wear them, so I'm not exactly sure of the texture, but from what I've heard, they don't really fit anybody well. Well, yeah. Like, Somehow, no matter what it is, it's uncomfortable. It doesn't matter yeah. what you have in your pants. It's not supporting you. Like, are they? The, <laughs> sorry, don't mean to interrupt. But are yeah. they... Are they the same for, like, male and female? Like, uh, no, not male and female. Well, male and female as far as the church is concerned. But are are they the same for all bodies, regardless of... of, I think um, so. I think so. Yeah. Um, Because... That's horrible. Yeah, right? That's horrid. And maybe they made different sizes or different, like... um, Like slight alterations. Men and women, period. Yeah. You know, not like... But they were, like, it would be the same style... But one's for a quote-unquote male body, one's for a quote-unquote female body. But they're the same. Yeah. It's supposed to be the same thing. Yeah. Like Got they it. both have – and it's also, like, basically a white undershirt. Like, it's a short-sleeve white shirt. I'm, You know what I'm picturing is those, those, um, those 50s, like, men's swimsuits, you know, where it's basic – it's like it's like a – it's like the length of boxers – 
and then oh, it's like all the yeah. way up and it's actually short sleeves. Pretty much. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm that's picturing. Exactly. That's exactly the dimension. Sounds horrid. But it's yeah, it's horrid. Um it's aw- it's awful and um and so that that was a really like good um preventative way uh or a, a good way to prevent people from being immodest. Yeah, cuz it didn't matter what happened if literally for some reason every single stitch of clothing burnt off of you, you'd still have that. Yeah. Yeah. God, <laughs> I that's... heard a story once where this guy was like uh, in some sort of like um, uh, accident, and there was fire involved, and he was wearing his garments, and he claims because of the garments, the fire didn't get to his body that the garments were on. Those garments <laughs> are flammable. They're it was flammable. coincidence. If yeah. your clothes caught fire, so would have your garments. Yeah. Yes, they are not any more special. And and of course, I'm sure the garments are like prayed over and like anointed or whatever. Oh, oh my God. What? I, I we we have to talk about sometime. Maybe our next episode, but like anointing things in oil and praying over them, <sighs> which is basically casting a spell, but. Not because they believed that it wasn't. But if you take out the Jesus aspect, anointing things in oil and praying over them is 100% a witchy thing. It's 100% casting a spell. Okay. Well, that that pertains to this, though, because witchy is very feminine. I mean, witchy is very, like, empowered feminine. Oh, that's true. And guess who was in charge of all the anointing oil in our church? Men. No, the pastor's wife. Oh. Ironically. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) I know. That threw me me for I know. I know. Isn't that funny? Like, it's like... She was in charge because it was her job to scent all of the oils. So she was she was infusing wow. these oils with fragrances. And guess what? Plants from the earth have power. Dude, that's a lot of that's a lot of power that she had. The men did all the praying, unless it was the home. The women were allowed to pray over their home. But in church, the men used the oil. Yeah. But it was the pastor's wife who was, like, in charge of creating it. Yeah, but, like, mm-hmm. choosing which herbs to use and then, like, making a fusion and, like, making mm-hmm. it. Like, yeah, that's some boil, boil, toil and shit. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I remember having that um, that realization uh, recently being, like, we were just we were casting spells on our house. We were just casting spells. It's all, I don't want to say it's all the same thing because it's obviously very different, but like, like invoking the universe, invoking the universe can be a universal experience. No pun intended. Like it, like it genuinely can. Like we talked about this before where we fully acknowledge that religion is a tool that, that awful people use, that religion isn't inherently the problem all the time. Right. You know, there's a lot of fundamentally problematic things in a lot of religions, but again, it's the people who enact those, you know? So, so, but we also said, you know, we acknowledge that a lot of people find many, many, many different paths, use many different things to get to the same place. And so for me, the, the amount of parallels between what we believed as Pentecostal, fundamental Pentecostal Christians and what, pardon me, is, is taught in like witchcraft. Mm Mm-hmm. If you took out the religious aspect from both of them, they're basically the same thing. Like the like the steps, and and the motivations. Yeah. The, I mean, it's all ritual. It's, it's all, all yeah. like finding meaning and some symbols and symbology and whatever the yeah, heck. Absolutely. In, in what you're doing, you know, yeah. like putting meaning into it ultimately. Yeah. Anyways, that's I would lo- I would love to just spend and like spend an episode sometime talking about. Um, the um 
the like how like praying anointing things in oil yeah like all that kind of yeah kind of nonsense yeah not nonsense it wasn't nonsense but like it wasn't nonsense at the time but at the like (laughs) well it it was kind of yeah should we take a break and we can collect your thoughts Yeah, yeah i think we should Hello, everyone. Did, uh, that was a lovely song, by the way. Thank you. Could you tell us who that was? What artist that was? Um, that one was "Curls" by BBO. Curls. I'm gonna, I'm gonna write that down because um, I loved it. Yeah, I. So, there are three Christmas movies that I recommend mm-hmm. that I've discovered. Maybe not discovered this year, but anyway, there are three Christmas songs or mu- movies that my partner and I have just been crazy watching yeah. this season. One of them being Happiest Season, which is... Um, oh, is that the one with Kristen Stewart? Yes. Yeah. Oh Do you know there was a lot of controversy about that movie? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay, I want to hear about that. Yeah. Um, the second one <clears throat> um, is... Uh, and now I'm completely blanking on it. Oh, Love Hard, Love Hard. And that's what that song is from. Oh. Um, and uh, so that's like one of my new, like, fire, like, listening to it on repeat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Falling yeah. asleep kind of yeah. Like, addictions. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I listen. I don't listen to albums or. Or I like I find a song that I'm obsessed with, and I listen to only that song until I'm tired of it. And then, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it just goes into the bottom of the yeah like, bottom of the playlist. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> I start over at one Songs another one. Songs I yeah. can't stand anymore. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> well, not to. Oh, actually, that would be a great. So next 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 Saturday is the Saturday before Christmas is actually on a Saturday, and I'm not entirely sure. We'll we'll let you know for sure. Oh yeah. Whether or not we're going to be here for on Christmas Day or what we're going to do, um, but we'll probably we probably won't be here. Um, I certainly won't. Yeah, so. you. Yeah, I. I've, I'm kind of considering like making a playlist and coming in and like hanging out maybe for a little bit and talking, mm. but I haven't decided yet. Um, but next week is the Saturday before Christmas, so I would love to talk about. We haven't discussed this. I'm totally throwing this at you while yeah. we're live on air. But it'd be kind of cool to talk about Christmas things, and I'd love to talk about that movie because there was a lot of controversy Ooh, about it. Yeah. People either like loved it or hated it. You know, there was the whole yeah. like, like, oh, if if she was a good person, then she would have, then she would have, um, she wouldn't have done that. And then it was like, but we all have different experiences. We all have different queer experiences, and we handle different, we handle trauma different ways. So yeah, we'll have to talk about that. We'll put a pin in that. We'll put a pin in that. Um, so. I don't know if this is going to sound, hmm, I don't want to do, again, earlier what, like, what you said is how, like, we, we're talking about femininity, but then we end up always talking about men. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but my experience growing up in church as a, at the time, being raised as a cis straight man, I loved everything that, um even was remotely resembled femininity. I loved it all. I loved it all. I used to, even when I was in my teenage years, my early 20s, I secretly would buy like suit jackets that were really long because I liked flowy things, but I wasn't allowed to wear flowy things. Yeah. Um, I would buy like dress shoes that had hard soles so they would clack, mm-hmm. you know, like heels because I just loved it. I loved all of it. Yeah. I loved anything and everything feminine. Any t- movie I watched, 
any musical I watched, I always really identified with the female lead as opposed to the male lead. I didn't really identify with a lot of masculine things at all. Tradition, you know, what they considered traditionally masculine, yeah, you know, totally. anything like the stereotype you know, of sports or this or working or yard work or fixing, fixing things. things. Oh, no, I didn't identify with any of it. Didn't like any of it. Even when I was a kid, like everything, even socializing is sec- is, is like separated. Um, yeah. Because like if there was like a, a big church thing, a big potluck or a big whatever, it was always the women over here talking and the men over there talking. Like men didn't well, sit with... Well, they can't be friends. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and also like why would they want to talk to each other? Because they're, you know, like they have nothing in common. And I always wanted to be with the women. First of all, the men in my church were so boring. <laughs> so boring. Like, none of them had any interests. None of them had any hobbies. And half of them were pretending to have the hobbies so that they would have something to talk about so they'd look like better men. Right. And it was all just so boring and unexciting. And, like, they had no personality. And the women were so much more fun, you know? They, they, they... they they were just, I just really related to them a lot more. But the the only way that femininity could get any worse was as if it was being exhibited by a quote-unquote man. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the only way that femininity could get worse. Femininity wasn't valued. It was tolerated. Yeah. You know, like, women were tolerated. Let's just be real. They were tolerated. Yeah. You know, um, it was... It was very generous of men to allow women to have places, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, totally. But as soon as a man exhibited any kind of feminine qualities, it was the worst thing ever. It was so bad. Like, it was just like, you know, like, get get that out of them as, as soon as possible. Yeah. Which, I mean, you break, you break that down to where it's like, it's not feminine. It's just my personality. It's who I am. It's how I exist. There isn't such thing as feminine, feminine and masculine. There's just people, you know, yeah. and they they are who they are. And then so, and as a kid, being so confused because I'm like, I'm not trying to be like a woman. I'm just trying to be me. Yeah. And I don't understand the concepts of feminine versus masculine, par- particularly. I just want to play with the doll instead of the truck. Right. You know, like yeah. I just want to, I just want to do this instead of that. And, and it's so learned, like all of yeah. that, like men look this way, men act this way, women look this way, women act this way. Mm-hmm. Like, all of that is learned. It, it's... 100%. It, it's not, you know, like, all this is all a society structure. Oh, absolutely. And societal structure that is greatly enhanced um, by, re- you know, religious communities. I mean, it was so intense that... And my dad made it even worse because my dad was... Is, is horribly misogynistic um, and hates anything that resembles any kind of femininity at all. He was definitely like, men are supposed to be men and men do everything this way. There was like, I wasn't allowed to cross my legs knee over knee growing uh, up. Yes. I had to cross, if I was going to cross my legs, it had to be like my ankle on my knee. Yeah. Because that's, yes, women same. sit, women sit like this, whereas mm-hmm. men, you know, um, my, I even got in trouble as a kid. This is the this example I use all the time. Is that I got in trouble as a kid because I was using my sister's spray bottle to get my hair wet, and my dad saw me, and I got in trouble because men don't use spray bottles. Men cup water in their hands and splash it on their head. So there was 
in my dad's mind, there was a masculine and a feminine way to get your hair wet. Yeah. yeah but the water gets everywhere. So okay. I know. And it I runs down your that. face and it's really annoying. I can see that. Men are supposed to be like rugged and yeah. messy and but it's still ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Like it's agreed. still absolutely ridiculous that it's like I'm you you're so afraid of femininity that like I can't you like and I couldn't I wasn't allowed to anymore after from that point on I was only allowed to get my hair wet by sticking my head in the sink or splashing water on my head. Wasn't allowed to use the spray bottle. That's cool. Isn't that so like I just don't it's so ridiculous and that kind of that kind that intensity of like like putting any kind of like identity or queer identity aside just the constant struggle of someone trying to avoid just inherently their behavior who they are and how they are you know like it's still uncomfortable because of my back and legs and hips and all that it's uncomfortable for me to cross my legs that way it has nothing to do with you're like, oh, they must be queer because they're crossing their legs like that. It's just how it's comfortable for my body. Like, it's just, that's just how it is. Yeah. And so, but that being so ingrained into how you stand, you know, like I was holding a baby on my hip one time when I was growing up, like, because, you know, there's kids everywhere. And it's, right. it's church. There's just children everywhere. We're not even entirely sure where they all come from. Um, and I was holding a baby on my hip and I got in trouble because men aren't supposed to hold baby on on their hips. It's really not advice for men to hold babies at all. Like, that's the woman's job. But, yeah, it's that kind of, like every single aspect of your life is this has a masculine, has a feminine, and feminine is bad. You're, you're taught from the very beginning. Feminine is bad. Feminine is bad. Feminine is bad. Yeah. And, it, and it, what reminds me of that is that it's like, like I was saying before, like that womb, that like like ultimately like I guess I'm changing the subject now sure um, <laughs> love it um, I, I hashed that one out long enough <laughs> <laughs> um, the idea that that women are supposed to be or like femininity is like the receiver and mm-hmm. masculinity is like the provider uh, the, yes that's yeah. the word mm-hmm. um, yes um, and how it's uh, just how it's it's like for women to be the receiver of things, you know, mm-hmm. and and it's um how I really that was it. That was well, no, it. totally, I get what you're, the how it's like women aren't encouraged or allowed to produce anything for themselves to come yeah. up with their own ideas to buy their own things to provide for any of them themselves or anyone else. Like the men have to provide everything; they're the ones that provide the money and the income and the. And the, um, the everything that like women are, are always supposed to be in that, you know, in that. And that is also like control where mm-hmm. you know, like if if I'm only giving gifts to you, that's not generosity. That's control. Yeah. If you are not allowed to give gifts to me or you're not allowed to do anything for me, you know, it's that. Have you ever had that? Have you ever had that that friend that like they buy coffee for you a couple times and then you're like, no, 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 let me get it this time. And they're like, no. I insist. I will buy the coffee. No, but I want one. Yeah. I want one of those friends. <laughs> yeah. I mean, realistically, it'd be nice. I wish someone, I wish I had a friend that had enough money to do that. Um, uh, uh, but 
Yeah, like, but eventually it gets to the point where it's offensive. You're like, this isn't about you being generous. This is about you this isn't having that. No, you're having that. You have that control over me. Yeah. You want to be the one that provides. You want that, like, you're like, no, 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 no. You're like, because then it turns into this, like, no, no, no. I understand you're not good enough to do this for yourself, or this is more of a struggle, or you're not. Um, I mean, it just defines the dynamic. Yes. You know, it, it, it creates the um, the leveling mm-hmm. or not leveling the the creation of levels yeah that it behavior. does yeah the hierarchy it keeps the it keeps yeah keeps them in their place quote unquote yeah. you know which is disgusting yeah. it's like yeah that it, it, it's 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 horrible it's the and how it's ingrained into every single every single aspect of life well and going back to what you were saying of how men aren't allowed to be anything feminine. Mm-mm. Any whisper of a feminine movement, uh, like words that are used, how they show their emotions, which we can take a whole podcast talking about emotions, please. We can have a whole month-long series <laughs> on it. <laughs> um, and how that cuts men off, or that cuts the, like, yeah, that cuts men off to being able to experience femininity yeah and in that like fluidity because with femininity too i think of fluidity like yeah. there's a lot of like just going with it and not well not just going with it but like the the like s- again concepts versus yeah, yeah we're talking you. about concepts thank you and yes there is definitely a um i don't think of so i don't i don't relate um you know, going with it or fluidity to submissiveness, you know, like, yeah. you know, that, that, I, yeah. so I know what you're saying. Thank like you. that, that, like, that, like life is good. I'm happy. I'm living in this, in this, I'm living in this like really euphoric state and I am creating that energy around me. It's right. kind of how I, what I interpret when you say fluidity. Well, and uh, kind of more than that though, it's not that it's not that, um, or I guess that, that it's more than just being happy. It's the, yeah the allowance of or the permission of anything in a healthy way yeah you know um and and i think that 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 has a lot of impact on people especially i mean just talking about the emotional side how women are you know stereotyped into Mm -hmm. being these like hormonally overreactive like quote unquote i hate this word bitchy people Mm -hmm. but you know Men are just as emotional. Oh, one hundred percent. They're so emotional they punch holes in walls. Oh, absolutely. I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was a hairstylist for over fifteen years, and I can say without question, without a doubt, that my the most vain clients I had, the quote unquote bitchiest clients I had, yeah, the pickiest clients I had, they were all men. Wow. Yeah, all of them. Wow. Like. Uh, that whole stereotype about women being and how they are in a salon, blah, blah. It was always men that fat, fit that stereotype yeah. every single time. So that that's those, those stereotypes are exist solely for societal to continue to oppress people. They're not real. Yeah. And so it's that like that lack of fluidity, that lack of um, uh, like option, the, the like reduction of what emotions you can feel based on who you are or what you are yeah. or what you what you're told you are yeah you know, you know what i mean 
And then I never understood when there was such control and so much expectations and men were only allowed to fit into this box and feel these things and women were only allowed to fit into this box and fit these things and there was no exchange of anything. And then yet you were expected to have healthy relationships and positive relationships and you were supposed to like get married at 20 and stay married until you die. And and like I didn't understand how... If I'm not allowed to feel emotions, how can I communicate with someone? You know, like if I'm not allowed to cry or process or feel any of these things, how am I supposed to connect with someone on a deeper level? You can't. Yeah. Like you, 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 like the rules and and restrictions they put on you keep you from connecting to someone on a deep level. But then they're constantly talking about how you're supposed to connect to Jesus and each other on a deep level. Yeah. But yet you're not allowed to feel things on a deep level. So like. To me, it was just like, where, wh- what am I missing? You know, well, you're you're allowed to feel uh, the good things on a deep level, but that's where you need to stay. Yeah, right. And if you're feeling anything else, then you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Well, and the secret to that, exactly. That is exactly what they promote. But the secret to that is that you don't, you can't selectively feel emotions. So. What right. always happened with me is that if I open myself up to feel all the good things, the bad things all came in with it. And because then that happens. Mm-hmm, yep. <laughs> then I was on this euphoric experience in church in the in the in the in the moment, in the community, in that situation. And then as soon as the the high wore off essentially you know, cause I had to open myself up to feel that those intense emotions, it, mm-hmm. you know, swung to the other side and then I, yep. and then the guilt and shame came in with just as much force. Yeah. And, and that's, they don't prepare you for that. They don't teach you that. They don't say anything about it. It's just, you're only supposed to feel good. You're only supposed to be high. You're only supposed to be on the top. They talk about it. They talk about being sad, getting down all these kinds of things, but it's like a, this happens sometimes to people who aren't very strong. So exactly. if you pray harder, you'll get better. Exactly. The default state should be hyper happiness. Yes. And that's like that's a another thing that was taught in Mormonism is the uh, the idea of toxic positivity. Oh. That that basically that that gist where you need to be positive all the time mm-hmm. and anything other than positivity isn't isn't the goal, you know. And even taking it another step, I'm just remembering mm-hmm. the the brunt of that responsibility was always put on women because it was their job to be happy and stay happy because men did not have as much expectations to control their emotions. So right. when men got out of hand, it was the women's the woman's job to to rein them back in. And it was you know what I'm saying? Like right. it was like, you know, our husbands, they've got a lot. They've got a lot on their shoulders, and they've got a, they got to bear the brunt, bear the brunt of all of this, you, you know, spiritual responsibility, and we need to be there to make sure that they, yeah. So it was not only the woman's responsibility to do all the things that women are supposed to do; they also have to do it with a smile on their face all the time. Yeah, and they're also responsible to keep their husbands smiling because all of their husbands are are petulant children who can't control their emotions. Yeah. Doesn't that sound like a cheery picture? Why would uh-huh. anybody not want to do that? Right. Why? I can't imagine why our church didn't just ten grow ten times its size. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
a miserable existence. That's not realistic. No one can do that. No one should have to do that. It's just so restrictive. It, it, you know, that, I don't know. I don't know. Just the restrictiveness of it. Like yeah. the lack of acceptance. I don't know. Yeah. 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 It's really, it's a, it's a rough, it's a rough, it's a really rough thing. It's a really like coming out of that. I mean, it's so like, I, I'm a, I'm a queer person. Um, I identify as non-binary, pansexual. I'm very, like, my entire existence um, counteracts anything and everything that I was taught and how we were taught and what we were taught that is supposed to be mm-hmm. and how someone who was, quote-unquote, a man assigned male at birth is supposed to behave. And still, even with all of that, processing all of that, I still look at what people, uh, you know, people who are assigned female at birth into religious environments, I still looking at them going, I don't, I don't know how anyone can like come out of that and still have any kind of fulfilling life. You know, it's yeah. just that like, even with as much as I've got going on, I feel like it's just, I feel like for people who are assigned female at birth into re- cults, essentially, into that cult environment like whatever like whatever experience we had it's like so much more of it is it's like it's like in addition to like what women have to go through is in addition to everything that i've experienced in addition to there's also the misogyny and the yeah the the uh, the everything it's all of it it's just so yeah yeah i when when i think about my experience in in growing up as a you know, I was told I was a, a woman for the first however many years of my life, mm-hmm. and it um, it just it just put like a crazy amount of pressure to look a certain way for starters. But I remember the day that my bishop commented on how I walked. Like my bishop mentioned that I needed to walk with my feet closer together. Because you were walking like a quote-unquote man? Right. Or you weren't walking like enough like a woman? Or right. both? Both. I gotcha. mean, yeah, I mean, okay, the stereotyping walks. A woman's walk is like to accentuate her curves, right? She moves mm-hmm. her hips a lot. You can hear the chairs. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and for men, it's, you know, like they need to make room for that big old dick, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. and so it's that like swagger. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I remember the, the time and I was just like floored because then of course that's the shame of like, oh, I looked like a man and I'm a woman. Yeah. <gasps> oh my gosh. I'm breaking the binary. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm outside of my bubble. Like, and that's just gender policing in general, you know? Um, but it w- it was uh, and and just sitting in in church, you know, just sitting in the lessons being taught, and somehow I got the impression that my father, if he if he was called upon by whoever to just up and and move all of us in a second, he has that power. 
Yeah. He has that control to do that. And all he had to do was say, Jesus told me, no questions asked. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, that was, that's my experience. But all they had to do was say, Jesus told him. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's exactly how it was. Yeah. Um, and how little control I had over um, what I was allowed to do. And of course, thinking about it then, it, it, it wasn't as traumatic as it, as it, as it is talking about it. Like, I'm not sitting there thinking like, I'm so limited. Well, it was as traumatic. You just weren't aware of the trauma yet. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's 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 more accurate. And I'm not yeah. trying to correct you in this in the sense that like, no, 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 you don't understand your own experience. But what I'm the the message I'm trying to get out is that a lot of times we're like, well, you know, it wasn't that bad, or I didn't know that's what was going on. Doesn't matter. Trauma happens to you, and your body takes it in and absorbs it and feels it. It affects your brain. It damages you, whether you know it's happening or not. Yeah. The awareness only helps you to then understand. The awareness helps you to understand what you have experienced and then, you know, find that healing. But yeah. And I fully agree that what language you use or how you talk about something really um, determines or like shows how you feel or how, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, And so, yeah, that's a that's a better way to put it, that I wasn't realizing that it was as traumatic as it was. I thought that was just normal life. Oh, me too. Um, Yeah. But I remember trying to sit in a certain way that would hide my legs because I hated shaving my legs because my skin is so sensitive, even on my face now. Mm -hmm. Like, I just cannot have a razor against my skin. Um, And how, you know, and it might have been that they weren't even, like, as bad as they looked, but just how much shame I felt because your legs are supposed to be hairless, of course, mm-hmm. um, but uh, very like even toned, no acne, quote unquote, imperfections of any kind. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the physical the physical like restrictions on what what you are to look like that, and of course there was even like exclusion in that. So like anyone outside of like thin tall, often blonde, um, like that fair idea of, Mm -hmm. of what a woman should be anything out or any, sorry, anyone outside of that was excluded. Like they never got any dates. You know what I mean? Like there was even that, like you can still be a woman and you can do everything right. Quote unquote, everything right. But you're still like, there are still restrictions that, yeah. Dating was more like interviewing for a job than it was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was more like, well, this is what I'm going to do with my life. And it sounds like you kind of want to do this too, or you look like this, or you act like that, you know, Um, then kind of what I'm thinking, what I'm kind of like hearing too, is it's more kind of like, well, you check all these boxes. So yeah, I'll, I'll date you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then because you're so compatible, you just should be together, right? It doesn't really yeah. matter how you feel about that person. Um, yeah, to a certain extent, but the I, the, I just remember had a memory of this. Um, how egotistical so many of the men in our church were, and how how highly they thought of themselves. I specifically remember this guy in our church. Um, saying that like a girl wasn't hot enough for him he and this person like like 
like basic hygiene. He didn't even have basic hygiene. Like he didn't brush his teeth on a regular basis. Yeah, he didn't like wash his hair on a regular basis. He didn't have, which I'm not saying made him more or less attractive. I'm not saying attractive. What I'm saying is that he was judging other women on factors that he himself did not um, fulfill. Because men are supposed to be slobs. Yeah, men, like he could look, he could do whatever he wanted, look however he wanted, pull on, you know, dirty Uh, clothes that have been in the corner for a week, don't brush his teeth for three days, don't wash his hair, put put on a gross, stinky hat, and then be like, that woman's not good enough for me. It, but that there there is still supposed to be someone that loves that person despite all of those it, despite all of those things they are still expecting someone yeah you know what i mean yeah like that that like almost privilege it is privilege yeah it 100% yes. is privilege yeah, thank like you. that's what i'm saying it that you know the personal hygiene things does not change that person's worth the, 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 the point of it was is that he thought he was so far superior to women that he didn't have to do anything. He didn't have to work at anything. Yeah. But he was still supposed to be like, well, I'm, I'm going to have a – it was very similar. You know, I need like a, a skinny, tall, blonde woman who can bear children for me. Like that yes. – legitimately. Like that yeah. was what he was looking for. Yeah. But didn't think he needed to put anything into that and thought he deserved everything and didn't think he needed to put anything into it yeah. at all. Yeah. It was disgusting. Yeah. So gross. Yeah. Should we have a break? Probably. We are going to we are going to wrap up. That's what we're doing right now, right? So I our deep dive. Well, I I guess our deep dive isn't to something new that we also kind of want to add into the show. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. This is not a deep dive. Well, it is is a deep. Well. It, yeah, it, yes, it's different. We didn't really. <laughs> it's we, a different yeah. segment. We're coming up with a name. Stay tuned. Basically, what we're doing is reading a, a like doing a, a card reading for yeah. the general podcast listeners. We're going to do a tarot card. We're going to draw a tarot card every episode, either either at the beginning or the end, um, depending on when we remember. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that's how our show is, and that's what makes it amazing. Yep. So we're going to end out our show with a tarot card reading. And the tar- and the 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 card that we drew today is the death card, which is a for people that, you know, aren't familiar with the tarot deck, the death card probably sounds pretty bad, but death the death card actually it kind of means more of like new beginnings, some one thing ending while something else it begins, you know. And so I want to read the description of this death card, it's the the short description. Um, a cycle comes to a close, a radical transformation that requires a part of oneself to be sacrificed to be able to continue to the next plane. With loss, something new can begin. Death carries a scythe not just to destroy, but also sow the new harvest. And I love that concept for our first tarot card um, draw for this show because I feel like what all of this is about is new beginnings. Like there's very much a mourning process Mm -hmm. when you start to realize everything that you believed in your whole foundation and everything that made up your identity and made up how you viewed the world was wrong, inaccurate, a lie, abusive, 
problematic, traumatic, mm-hmm. all of these things. It's not just like, oh my gosh, that's horrible. I'm going to go do this now. You really? I'm over it. I'm, I'm not- over it. That's gross. Oh, I'm going to go try this one. Okay, bye. Yeah. Um, you really have to, that person kind of dies. There is a grieving process. There's a grieving process. Sure. I mean, whether or not like the actual identity or like the actual person that you were, like just that grieving of what was known or what reality you have spent your entire life building. Yeah. That is now seems like an illusion. Yep. You know, and there there are feelings of grief. There are feelings of regret. There are feelings of loss. There are feelings of I mean, insert whatever sad self deprecating term all, all of, of the it, stages you know? of grief, yeah. But um and and there's a there's a balance of not throwing all of the things that you learned or all of the experiences or all of you know the narratives that you've sure. picked up. There are there are some in there that are valuable. Yeah. But it's it's a uh, in that in that reaping of what has had its time to flourish and then die, meaning the religious part of your Mm -hmm. life, like that is now dead. And so there is that death. But then when you reap all of that and then you start over, you start tilling the soil, like I was saying, Mm -hmm. like it's, it becomes now a new vessel for life, a new beginning. It seems it's always exactly, exactly right. We're always, for me, I was always so afraid to let go of that person because I didn't know where I was going or who I was or what I was without it because it was literally, Mm -hmm. it was my only foundation to build anything on. Like it was the only thing I had, I felt like. But I really feel like the strong messages here is like, don't, don't be afraid to bury that person to really, like to, to really, to, 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 um, to plant is kind of a better word. Don't don't yeah. don't feel bad to bury that person because you're really planting that person so that you can then see what they what grows from it. Uh, you know what what reminds me of that. Um, it's a, a Mexican proverb that I um, that I saw somewhere. Basically, it was um, they tried to bury us, but they didn't know that we were seeds. Yes. Oh, I love that. I love it. So, I love oh, it. I love that so much. Chills. Yes. Um, I- yeah, because it really does feel like, um, it really does feel like a death. You yeah. really do feel like something's gone, but what? But you're absolutely going to grow from it. Yeah, it's really good. like the things, and the and the things that I think are really cool is that the thing that I think is really cool is that you don't know what seeds are in there, and so you get to especially once you plant that person, you really let it go, and you and you really plant that person. You you get to see what grows from it and you get to pick the flowers and leave the weeds. Yeah. You know, you really get to go through and be like, this was a positive thing that I got from that. And this was a positive thing that I got from that. Wow. I didn't even know that was in there. I didn't know that that was a lesson I could learn. I'm going to pick that. I'm going to reach in between all these weeds. I'm going to pick that beautiful flower so I can make my own bouquet, you know, because you don't have to just take it all. And about that alliteration or analogy. Yeah. Um, what determines a weed and what determines a flower is judgment. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and also, some weeds are beautiful. Like a lot of weeds are beautiful. Yeah. Dandelions are like the menace to society, but they are so healing. They're so pretty. Yes, absolutely. Tucker, shout out to Tucker and dandelions. Yeah. Um, 
the yeah um but that um totally lost my train of thought no i i, I know i exactly i 100 agree oh. is that a lot of things that grow from what we planted we were taught our weeds and then once we let them really fully bloom you're like that's beautiful though well and going back to the analogy of death death is very much something that we are avoiding in, in the scope of religion like that is the end that is the the sad part of it i guess it's it's uh it's a darkness you know mm -hmm. it's a heaviness it's really stigmatized in, in a lot of those cultures and but when things die in nature there are always mushrooms there yeah. are always decomposers that life cycle like it doesn't end with death it's, it's just, just a different chapter it just changes it it's, changes not, it's not an shape. end yeah it changes energy it changes force exactly uh, yeah which i think is absolutely beautiful agreed absolutely beautiful yeah what a beautiful note to leave on. i know this has been this has been lovely yeah yeah agreed. i'm i'm I just, I just, I just absolutely I love just, this whole. Yeah, I, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But we'll be, we will be back for next, for next week for more. Yeah, we'll be back next week, every Saturday from one to three. Yeah. Um, I, I think we're gonna maybe try to tackle some, like, real, like, holidays and religion is such a weird, different dimension. I mean, we can pull from how. Yeah, like yes let's I'm agreeing right here on the record that yes next week yeah. we will be talking about just in general like the holidays or like and you know keeping it flexible of like the symbology around the holidays and how yeah. like a lot of it is really pagan which a lot of people don't like that word it, oh you know, I can't wait to talk like about all that centered religion yeah. anyway yeah we can we can go go uh there's a lot of avenues to explore. I'm fully going to sit topic. down and like open up my folder with my thesis of in like, this is why everything is inaccurate about this. Jesus was not born in December. That's not a real thing. And this is where we get all of the religious holidays that we do. This is what the, nope, it came from the pagan tradition of this. And I love it. You'll have one of those like posters with the red string yeah. connecting the dots <laughs> yeah. and like, yeah. this is that. And you'll yeah. be like disheveled and like. I'll have a, a laser point and I'll be like, and if you consider this from this area and you look at it and you travel <laughs> down to that, you'll be able to see that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely. I can't wait for it. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you all. Thanks for listening. We had a lovely time. We'll see you next week. Yeah. At one-ish. <laughs> Ish. Yeah, and we're going to be, um, look, in the next week, we're going to, we're, this is eventually going to be a podcast. We're going to be uploading it. We're going to create a um, an Instagram account as well. So be looking for that if you're familiar. It's um, with anybody, with the other one of us that's in the show. We'll we'll promote that, our, uh, an Instagram page that will have a link to our podcast when we get that ready, which should be coming up in the next week or two. Mm -hmm. So excited. Yeah. yeah.